welcome to the latest episode of my podcast, In Conversation with Nikki Aiken. I am the MP for the cities of London and Westminster, and I like to take time to meet people within the constituency that are making a difference. You can hear this podcast in all the usual places, Apple or Spotify or anywhere else where you get your podcasts. And if you enjoy it, please give it a thumbs up. So today I'm looking at crime and uh, public order. I'm delighted to be joined today by Superintendent Beth Peary, who is uh, the new Superintendent, well, not, not new as much really, been here, but how long have you been here now? I've been here seven months now, yeah. And uh, Beth and I have been out on a walkabout in Pimlico North with the local neighbourhood team, having a chat about some of the local issues there, not just in Pimlico, but across the whole of Westminster. So Beth, seven months, how has it been? It's been great. It's been a bit of a whirlwind. It's been new, exciting, challenging. But most of all, I've been so impressed by the calibre of the officers that work in Westminster, their knowledge, their commitment to working with their communities. So before you were in Hampshire Police, that's, that's right. So it must be a, is it a huge difference coming to Westminster? It's a massive difference. I mean, there's some things that are very similar, but obviously the volume and the demand and the type of crimes that we have in Westminster is very different to Hampshire. But everyday policing is very similar. It's just on a completely different scale here. And I guess it's your move here to the Met has also coincided with um, Commissioner Rowley's um, uh, new Met for London uh, report and his plan. And how, how are you involved in implementing that? Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why I came up here, because obviously the Met has had some really difficult challenges over the past few years. That's all come out in the Casey review earlier this year. But things are turning and we're now on a path where we're looking to improve. We know we've got to get better because there are things that we've done so wrong in the past. And I think it's quite an exciting time ahead where we can hopefully build that trust and confidence in the communities again, be in a better position to fight crime and, and hopefully make London a safer place because that's what we want. And what, was, what shocked you most about the Casey report as, 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 as a serving officer? I think when you read about officers and the way they've been treated by their colleagues, that is so disheartening. The workplace should be a safe place to come. And if we can't get it right within our workplace, then how on earth are the public going to be able to trust us if mm. we can't get it wrong internally? Um, when I read the Casey review, it really, really upset me. Um, you feel great disappointment, sadness, and, and sometimes you think, is this the right job for me? But then I know that it takes the good calibre of officers, which are the majority, yeah. and people like myself have good, strong leadership to make it a better place. So we've got to stick with it. And we've had the announcement from the government that the police are going to have the powers now to sack. They, they call them bad apples. I think that being a rape, rapist or uh, somebody who's going, being a, uh, a racist, they're not a bad apple as far as I'm concerned, but we need to get rid of them. So you, you must be delighted with that announcement. Yeah, absolutely. But it's got to start from within and we've got to change the culture and we've got to be able to give people the confidence within the organisation when they see things that aren't right, when they hear things that are discriminatory, where it sets alarm bells off. We've got to give them that safe space and courage 
to come forward because we don't want to have bystanders mm. in the organisation. So that's the start. We've got to change that culture from within. But the, new, um, the news that we heard today, yeah, that's just a great start. And so going back to Westminster, um, very different to Hampshire in, 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 in most, and I guess the West End. And I've been out in the West End a few times over uh, recent weeks, and I've been quite shocked. I think we've gone back steps, to be honest, with, with the atmosphere within the West End. And I think there's obviously the policing element, but there's also the licensing element. And, um, and I speak as a former licensing chair of uh, Westminster. And I do think the local authority does have to take a very tough stance quite often with licensing. Um, because there is a knock-on effect then to the policing and, and, and public order. What's your view on what's happening in the West End at the moment and you know, how do we make sure it is as safe as possible? I mean, the West End is a fantastic place. I mean, it's the centre of London, this amazing capital, which I'm so proud to work in. I, I love this city and we get millions of people come every year and for the majority, it's a good place to come and enjoy. But yes, you're right, we can't get away from the fact that there is that darker side there is more violence, there is more robberies, um, and that's something that we have to tackle. Um, I'm concerned about my own officers going out into yep. the environment um, because after a certain hour, the atmosphere does change, and we have seen an increase in violence. Um, it's, it's not at the levels as it was um, pre-COVID, I'm pleased to say, but we've obviously gone up from last year and the year before. So it's about us having the right resources. Now, the good thing about the West End, we don't just have our West End officers and the, de and the dedicated ward officers. We do have a lot of other resources that come in to back us up. We have our territor territorial support group. We have our armed capabilities. We have our commissioner reserves, which are public order trained officers. So we do have the resources in. Um, it's about getting the right resources in the right place. We've got our new borough commander, Chief Superintendent Lou Puddyford, who's really worked hard to get those extra resources yeah. into Westminster. And fortunately, for the first time yesterday, we had um, a, a performance and tactical meeting, tasking meeting. And we're finally seeing some crime levels in some areas go down. So we've been seeing less theft from persons and we've even seen less robberies in the last month which is unusual because in august I say it's, it's more tourists are coming in we see a spike yeah. i can't really comment on the local authorities responsibilities and licensing but we do work together in partnership with them and when we come across problems you know we don't work in isolation it is about working together to come together to get these solutions so that we can make it a safer place especially at night time mm. and you talk about um, some of your officers have been um, attacked. I was out with a police officer recently in the West End who had been kicked twice in the head in Leicester Square. I mean, they, those guys are going out. We talk about, you know, the bad apples, but these, in the vast majority of your officers, the vast, vast majority, they are very brave men and women who are going out into quite often not knowing what they're going to come across when they're out in, in, in uh, well, any part of London, really. Nikki, since I've worked in Westminster, I'm just full of admiration for the officers that do work in the West End. And some of them are very young and inexperienced in their service. And they work in one of the most challenging environments mm. that I've come across in my policing career. Um, during the nighttime economy, on the Thursday, Friday and Saturday evening in the West End, it's a really difficult place to police. We've got absolutely thousands upon thousands of people in small, narrow streets, in darkened areas, 
and there's drink and there's uh, and there's drugs and that combination is going to bring issues and it does and our officers are faced with some horrific violence only last year unfortunately we saw a couple of officers yep. stabbed in Leicester Square and every week officers are being injured there seems to be little regard for the uniform mm -hmm. these days um, and and it is common practice that officers do get assaulted week on week and we do our best to make sure we train them that we give them the right tools to protect themselves but it's the environment that we're in sadly yeah well as i said we we all have a part to play on that and members of the public public servants like myself we've all got a part to play ensuring that that people do gain respect back for the police um and we've i think the met has gone through a bad, a bad um, a few years, but hopefully now with this new plan, uh, new Met for London, I do hope that we can rebuild that trust amongst all communities, not just in the West End, but across London. Yeah, and that's got to be at the centre of our plan, because if we don't have the trust and confidence mm. of the public, if, if they don't let us police, because we're here, we're public servants, and we're here to police the community, and we need their trust. If we haven't got that, it's going to make our job absolutely impossible. Which is why, for, for me, and one of my priorities whilst I'm in Westminster, which I hope to be a very long time, one of my priorities is to ensure that we are really community-focused and we've got to make sure that our officers get to know their communities, but more importantly, that the communities get to know who their local officers are, which means we are going to have an uplift of officers because we know we've been short on the ground, but neighbourhood policing is the bedrock of yes, policing. I always. truly, truly believe yep. that. So we are getting an uplift of officers. We're getting the first lot of additional PCSOs that are coming in in, in the next six months or so. We will see another 14 PCSOs coming into Westminster, which is really exciting. Um, and we're going to put them in wards where there's um, higher levels of antisocial behaviour because that's where I think they can do the most good. Yeah. Um, and also in areas for the harder to reach communities, because we have got to reach out to those communities that we've lost trust with. And we need to do that as soon as we possibly can. Yeah, I mean, our walkabout in, in Pimlico, and Pimlico's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's similar to many other neighbourhoods across Westminster where, um, you know, people love their neighbourhood and it's a great community spirit. But we have had experiences um, over the years of a lot of street dealing, um, people just openly dealing drugs. Um, and that then leads to a perception of fear about crime in areas. Um, and I did a, a crime and antisocial behaviour survey in Westminster. I had thousands of responses. I was quite surprised at how many responses I actually got. And the vast majority of people's biggest issue, I think, was street dealing. But then with that, a lack of police presence. They don't see police on the street, and particularly mm. at night. And it's something that a ward like Hyde Park um, says to me that they never see a police officer at night. And so I hope that with the new plans that you've got, we will see more police on the street. I mean, we are stretched. We don't yeah. have a huge amount of officers, and you know, we don't certainly have one to cover every street corner. No, of course. Um, but every ward will have, as a minimum, two PCs and one, piece, uh, one PCSO, but we're going to be having more than that in Westminster. And, and they're human beings. They also have family lives, and they have to take holidays and time off. Um, and we try to backfill them, but they can't be everywhere all the time. 
I can't imagine what it looks like or what it feels like to look out your window and see people dealing outside your house. That must be... I've had it myself, believe yeah. me. It's frightening, it's intimidating and you... Especially when you've got kids and... and, and absolutely. You know, the kids saying, what, why, yeah. what, what are those people doing outside? But part of this community approach is that we need to work more with the community and they need to work with us. Yeah. So it's really important when they see anything untoward or if they see something illegal happening, they do need to call it in. Now, I know some people don't call in for manner of reasons because it takes too long when they're hanging on the line on the 101 or because um, they feel that they report it and nothing gets done. But we cannot build up that intelligence picture which I can then look at and dedicate resources to unless we get that information. But they could email. They could email their local neighbourhood team. So yep. I mean, we can share details off with this podcast for, for local people. But they could. it could be Hyde Park yes, at yes. whatever it's going to be. Yeah, well, if you go onto the Metropolitan Police uh, website, you can find details of your local ward okay. officers and you can email. And you can also do direct input and reporting online as well. Yeah. But we just need people to do it. Yeah. The more intelligence you get, yes. the more yeah. you can then build up a picture. And then you can, I guess, go and get the gangs unit to come and do an op or something. Yeah. I mean, we have monthly meetings where we, we look at all of our intelligence and what's going on across the borough. And we dedicate our resources to where the problems are based on that intelligence. So the more people that call in and give us that information, we can build up a richer picture that we can respond to. Mm. The other thing that people quite often say, talk to me about is um, open drug smoke, smoking drugs, smoking cannabis. And you know, you, more often than not now, I walked past a guy this morning in Pimlico um, smoking a spliff. Um, you go into, um, go into housing estates and you quite often can smell it coming out from someone's flat. Um, what can we do about that, if anything? It's really difficult because it is so commonplace. It is. It is a fact of life and we're not going to get rid of it. If the police come across it, they will deal with it in the most appropriate manner. It doesn't mean they're going to arrest someone every time because if it's... No, exactly. But, um, but again, if... if but it's zero tolerance. It's telling people you can't be doing that. We tell them, but, you know, we, we have, as we've said already, we can't be everywhere all the time. And for, for us, it's about working with our partners, with health, with education, and have that holistic approach to tackle these problems. Mm. Because often people taking drugs, because there's, there's more going on in their lives than just them yeah. smoking a spliff. It could be because of their poor family life, it could be a marriage breakdown, it could be all sorts of things. So it's about looking at that holistic approach, which is why it's really important that we work with our partners. So we've got the integrated gangs unit with yep. the council. I set it up. Yeah, but there you go. And and that's what we need to tackle on rather than just think they're smoking a spliff. They yeah. can't do it. We've got to have that different approach to tackle the problem. Um, and I have to, one, one final thing I have to bring up with you because it is something that countless people email me about, write to me about, stop me in the street about, is cyclists on pavements or going through red lights, um, particularly on e-bikes, they go so quickly. Uh, and I am talking to the um, government about what, if any, legislation we can bring in. Um, it's always a minority. It's like poor, I always say, poor van drivers, poor car drivers, there's always a minority of them. There's a minority of poor cyclists who, you know, cycle irresponsibly and obviously now with the highway codes changed they have to take um, pedestrians into consideration but honestly I, I couldn't I can't tell you how many people complain to me about cyclists on pavements is there anything that you guys can do 
Um, we've got to prioritise. I've got to be realistic here. Yeah, we yeah, have to prioritise what we're going to be dealing with. Um, the main things for me at the moment in Westminster is violence, particularly violence yeah. against women and girls. It's robberies, especially those robberies where people are becoming harmed, um, especially knife crime. Um, and there's all these different issues that are going on. Um, so and there's another one on top. But can we, just, can we just get the neighbourhood teams, though, to, to be perhaps more proactive sometimes, maybe do some ops themselves and just go after some people and make, it, and make examples of them? I mean, I, I like to think if an officer saw someone on a bike on the pavement, they'll tell them to stop and, and get off. And we can do that education. But I can't commit to dedicating a team of officers tackling that. I can speak to my colleagues um, in transport. But for me, it's about, um, for our neighbourhoods at the moment, it's really about tackling antisocial behaviour, violence, robberies, violence against women and girls. And finally, Beth, um, what is the most joyous thing about working as a police officer in Westminster? Um, well, I've been here seven months. Every day, I still enjoy waking up and coming to work. And I think the most joyous thing, wow, that's a, that's a tricky one. I think um, it's probably the team around me. I've, I was a bit cautious when I came because there were so many stories about the Met and how difficult it may be coming into... And just after Charing Cross, all the stories yes. about the Charing Cross team. But I've got a most fantastic... Um, team of peers that I work alongside and and every day I'm in awe of the officers that walk out of those stations and walk into Westminster every day to police the city because they put their lives on the line they work in dangerous situations but they do it with commitment and without complaint and they do the most fantastic job and to have a team like that what's better than that well, thank you, and thanks for being part of this podcast. Thank you for your service to Westminster, and long may, may you be here. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki.